0: When you hear the ear horn blow, y'all, probably about 120, meet us out back here, so uh, you'll know what that means, um, and uh, we're going to have a good time. Right after second service, you got to eat, right? So you might as well just stay, we've got plenty, uh, we've got uh, lots of good food, and then you can wander around, and there's games, and all sorts of fun stuff going on, and uh it should be good. And then about 1.30, we're going to shut everything down, walk down to the park for those of us that can make it and walk. Those of you who can't, you can drive. And like I said, there's around 25-ish people that we get to uh, stand and uh, watch them declare their allegiance to Jesus. Um, turn with me in your Bibles. We're uh, summer in the Psalms still, and uh, we're going to look... This morning, at Psalm numero uno, Psalm number one. And uh, part of the reason why we're here in Psalm one is it does a marvelous job of explaining why are these 25 doing this? Why, why would they step up and make this kind of uh, declaration? Why, why would they go and in front of, it, there could be a large number of folks down at, at the, the water this afternoon. Why, why are they going to do that? This psalm kind of gives some good rationale. You'll understand, hopefully, the why when we finish. Um, just before we stand and read, there are six verses, uh, but what I want you to look for as you, as you read out loud with me, there are two paths that each of us can take in life. This, this uh, road... Called our lives, this journey, uh, two paths or, or two types or categories of people. And here's, here's the truth, everybody here today, you're either on one path or you've chosen the other. Now some folks would argue, no, I, I, I didn't choose, but here's what you need to know, that if you don't choose the one path, then by default you, you are choosing The other path. Uh, Every person who's ever lived in all of history was either on one path or the other that this psalm describes very clearly. Now here is what I want you to be thinking about as we stand and read in just a moment. Which path are you on right now? Because you're on one. You're on either one or the other. Which path Have you chosen? Let's stand together. Psalm 1, let's read out loud verses 1 through 6. Ready? Here we go. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. But the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for giving us a gift. And it's a a treasured gift called Psalm 1. Thank you for uh, allowing us to dig in and study this marvelous section of truth that you've inspired to be written. Um, My prayer, Lord is when we finish here digging into Psalm 1 that you'll make clear to each and every person that's here this morning which one of the two paths that they're on right now today Uh, make it obvious to them and and might they know clearly as as they tune in and listen closely to your still small voice um, which of the two paths that they're on Lord, please use these weak lips today to communicate your word to each of our hearts and each of our minds. We yield and we surrender to your spirit and to your word. And all the church at Walloon Lake said, with open hearts and open minds, you may be seated. Two paths, two ways That a life can be lived. Um, The first, look at the very first word of the first verse. I'll call that the path of blessing. Uh, The path of God's blessing. Um, And as we read, let let me just kind of uh, give you the details. Those that are on the path of God's blessing, those are folks who delight in God's word, the Bible, the law of God they are like it says well watered trees uh, trees that are planted by a good source of water trees that are planted by the bare River uh, the path of God's blessing those folks produce fruit that honors Jesus Christ um, people on this path will stand with the righteous in God's judgment and they will be richly rewarded by the Lord. Why? Because they chose to get on God's path. They chose to live in alignment with God's book. Now, there is a second way of life. Uh, Slide down to verse 4, and it says there's another path, and that's the way or the path of the wicked what's that all about the path of the wicked are the folks who ignore God's book they live a self-centered life Um, they live a self-instructed life Uh, I know that this is what the Bible says but no thank you I want to do it my way I want to instruct my own self make my own rules call my own shots be my own boss it says um, verse 4, that they produce nothing that's going to make an eternal difference. Um, Nothing lasting. And these folks reject Jesus. They reject his teachings. Um, These are people on the path that say, Jesus, leave me alone. Let me do my own thing. Uh, I I just want to be left alone and make my own little self-centered world and I want to be my own little little G God, and I want to do it my way. And someday, the Lord's going to say, okay. And he will listen to them, and that's exactly what's going to happen. He'll leave them alone for all of eternity, as they requested. Now, I want to show you something. Very first word of verse 1. got the blessed life, uh, last word, verse 6, it's, what is it? Say it out loud, loud. It's destruction, or some of your versions say perish. It's, it's the path that leads to perishing. It's the road that leads to destruction. So I just want you to see very clearly two different ways, two different paths, two different ways that we can live our lives. We can be attentive and receptive to God's word. We can say, this is my instruction manual. I'm going to put my roots down in God's book, being planted by a stream or a river or a lake. I'm going to line up my life with Jesus and his word, and it says, and you will be at the very center of God's attention. That's where the blessing is when you choose God's path it's the path of blessing. Now here's what's interesting. Give me your eyes. When it's said in that other path, it's the wicked path, and it's the path of sinners and mockers, wouldn't you think that this would be the path for like murderers? This, this is like rapists and terrorists and child abusers. Wouldn't, wouldn't you think? Ah, oh, that's an awful, only awful, terrible people are on that path, but that's not what Psalm 1 says. Listen closely. Listen to how this psalm defines wicked sinning mockers. Um, They are people who are self-centered. I know I should be Jesus-centered, but I'm really all about me instead. Uh, The wicked are defined as those who say, no, I don't want to live according to your instruction manual for life no thank you I don't want your Bible I want to be self-instructed they are proud they are not willing to accept God's instruction they are self-taught they make their own rules they basically say I see the path you've carved out for me Jesus but I want to make my own way I want to carve out my own path independent choosing to reject what Jesus Offers as his path. Now here's what you need to know in, in this politically correct world we live in today. Many people are threatened by this song. Many people look at this and say, well, what's wrong with being self-taught? What's wrong with being self-directed? What's wrong with being in charge of my own ways? And, and here's what you need to know. You ready? The Lord will not force any of us onto his path. He will give all people the freedom and he'll say, you know what, I'd love to have you on my path. And he calls and he invites and he opens the door and says, come on, get on my path. I built it just for you. But he will not force anybody to accept his path, his way. We choose, we choose. But I want to spend some time now looking at the consequences. Okay? Uh, Depending on which path you go, there will be different results. There there will be different fruits that come our way. Let's just look a little closer and look at the consequences. Verse 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of markers I want to track with you just a little bit because there's like three steps um walking standing and stopping and sitting down and being identified with so so as you walk in this world look at verse 1 it says bless God's applause God's congratulations His hand of approval is on your life Um, when you don't walk in the same direction as people who reject Jesus and his word. That's that's the first step. Um, God's applause will be upon your life when you don't stand and listen and give consideration and listen to the advice, the lifestyle of those who say, This isn't what I want. I reject God's word. I reject Jesus Christ. Don't stand and listen to their advice for your life. And finally, look at it, the final progression is, and and for sure, don't sit down and join in and be identified with people who reject Jesus and his word. It's not saying that we don't show the love of Christ to all. But if I'm gonna accept and get my guidance and advice for life, are you tracking with me? From those who reject Jesus and reject God's word, their input in my life will slowly, gradually get on the hard drive of my life. And if I'm always listening to the advice of folks who reject Jesus and his word, and I'm constantly with them, and it's starting to influence the way I think, And in time, I'm going to start talking like they talk. And in due time, what's going to happen if I just hang with them and I allow their advice and their ways to filter into my life? What's going to happen? Pretty soon, I'm going to be on the very same path they're on. I'm going to be living just the way they live. Verse 2. But whose delight... Okay, they're they're not walking... They're not standing, they're not sitting with folks who reject Jesus and his word, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord. Let's pause there. They delight in God's word, the Bible. Okay, so if you're on God's path, this book, it's my delight. It's what I enjoy. It's my instruction manual for life. It's my owner's manual. It's, I can't live without this book. That's what it's saying. I delight in this book. I don't want to live without it. I realize I don't do well on the days I'm not in there and feasting on God's word. Now, some of you would probably just honestly say, and I won't make you raise your hand, um... Pastor Jeff, what, what if I'm here and I don't really enjoy reading the Bible? What, what if I'm not hungry for what I should be hungry for? Um, so if, if Henry told me, uh, Pastor Jeff, I haven't eaten in two weeks, and I'd say, are you fasting unto the Lord, Henry? And he said, no, I just don't feel good. My stomach hurts, you know, and, and, and I'm just not hungry. What, what do you think I'd say to Henry. Uh, Henry, no, I, I might say that, but I'd say you know you, you might need to go see a doctor because if you don't have an appetite for two weeks and you just don't want something's wrong. I would say the same thing you know if you do, if if you aren't hungry for god's word, something's wrong, and i don 't know exactly what it is, but Lord, would you show me why i don't have an appetite for your book because um, I, I, I want to be on your path, and I, and I want to do it your way, but if I'm not hungry, and I, and I don't care for your book, something's wrong. So, are you ready? Lord, would you please show me? And I promise you, he'll show you. Um, you might not like what he's showing you, uh, but, but he'll show you. Um, go back. Um, verse 2. Uh, they delight in God's book, and they meditate in his law... That's God's Word. How often do they meditate? What does it say? See, meditation is not a bad word when you're meditating where? On the Word of God. Okay, They meditate all the time. They chew on God's Word all the time. Now, this past week, I burned up the Google for you because I wanted to show you what uh, a cow does when it chews the... Anybody know what cows chew? They chew their cud. So I burned up the Google finding out, well, what does that mean? Because that word is a lot like meditation. So are you ready? Here we go. Uh, The majority of a cow's diet is made up of different grasses. Uh, It's kind of like a 1,500-pound garbage disposal, a cow is. And they eat all sorts of things that almost nothing else could eat. eat. plant material like corn stalks and grain leftovers and potato peels and grasses in the meadow but it's amazing the Lord gave them this wonderful digestive system so they could actually process that and, and live and thrive so cows eat and they eat and they eat and then they swallow the food into the largest of the four stomachs I'm not going to tell you the different names because uh, I probably couldn't pronounce them right anyway uh, they eat, and then it, they kind of settle down to rest. And, and then, as they settle down to rest, um, they burp. Uh, some of you can identify with that. Um, but they burp, and more than just a burp comes, uh, uh, a lot of the stuff they just put in the first stomach comes, ro- and then they get a mouthful, and that's called the cud. Uh, okay, so now, now they're, they're just kind of sitting here. You ever seen a cow? And and I had two people who have lots of cows, and they say, a cow chewing the cud, that's a happy cow, okay? That's just, they they just enjoy it. And if they're not chewing, they're not happy, okay? So they chew, and they chew, and they chew, and then, this is pretty amazing, and then they swallow. It goes back into the first stomach, and I'm not sure how it keeps separate, but then it burps up the next batch, and for eight hours a day, eight hours a day, the cow will just keep doing, and then eventually, it'll move into the second stomach, and the third stomach, and the fourth stomach, and then it makes wonderful little pies and other things with it. But you, you, you you're familiar with that. But um, anyway, a, as each each cow is chewing its cud for eight hours a day, and I can't believe somebody had to do this, but they they actually somebody had to count. 30,000 on average chews per day. Can you imagine that being your job? You know, you're punching. (laughs) Every time the cow chews, 30,000. Anyway, uh, somebody was working hard just for us. Um, Here's the application. Um, Verse 2. We're supposed to be like the cow meditating on God's word day and night. Now now just imagine, in the morning, you get in the book, you read, and you find a nugget of truth. You find a a good thing to hold on to, and now all day long, you're just going to chew on that and let that roll around and marinate in your mind. Can you imagine if every day we just found a nugget of, and, and in all day long, we're thinking about that truth. And we're allowing that truth to become a part of the fabric of our thinking and our attitudes. And I'm just telling you, if we would chew, uh, we're not going to do it 30,000 times, at least not to start. But let's just say we we found that nugget and chewed 30 times a day. Do you see that it would change our lives? It it would change the way we think. It, it, It would change the way we process information. Now I'm told that if a cow doesn't chew its cud, it's going to get sick. And if it doesn't chew the cud for a long while, it's going to get really weak. And if it doesn't chew the cud for a real long time, any guesses what's going to happen? That, That cow is gone, dead. Spiritually, give me your eyes. When we as followers of Jesus Christ are not feeding daily on God's word, When we're not meditating and chewing, then pretty soon we're going to get spiritually sick. And pretty soon we're going to get weak. And pretty soon, yes, even spiritually, we can die and shrivel up. It's that important. It's that important. Meditating on God's word constantly. Verse 3. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season whose life does whose leaf excuse me does not wither whatever they do prospers what, whatever they do prospers okay let's let's just look at the illustration here okay verse 3 look at it the water here represents the word of god the bible okay and the tree represents the individual who's feeding on the bible daily They were lining their life up with God's Word and lining their life up with Jesus Christ. When a tree is alive and being watered, it produces fruit. It shows growth. It prospers. It does well. But it has to be properly watered or or it's going to wither up and die. And and the water is God's book. And that's what it's saying. Um, And here's another truth. Um, trees don't just grow up overnight. Isn't that right, Bob? How long does it take for a tree? Let's say you get a little, a little sapling, a little six-incher, um, and then you come back in a month and you're ready to have shade. Um, is, is that going to work out pretty well for you? How long does it take for a tree, a small little sapling, to get planted before it, it's going to be a big, shady tree? A few weeks, right? A few months? What, what's the answer? talking years talking years i just want you to notice this is something we need i'm just settling in this is this is a daily thing a weekly thing for the rest of my life but i love the fact that we had a bunch of little saplings up here did you notice that seven eight nine year old saplings and they were declaring before you i'm planting my life on jesus and his word and they were declaring to you God's book says it's a great suggestion to get baptized. Is that what it is? It's a great what? Oh, so of course. You know, they were just declaring to you, God's word says it. Of course I'm going to do it. Of course I'm going to step up. I'm going to get my life in alignment with what your word says I should do. If it says I'm going to get baptized, I should get baptized. One little commercial more for if a If a child starts way down with cubbies and finishes all... Um, like 400 verses get on the hard drive of their life. That's why it's powerful. That's why it makes a lasting impact. And that's why some of us are kind of weak and we're frail and I'm not doing well spiritually. And and almost always I ask, well, how are you doing with God's word? Well, I haven't been there and I'm not doing so good. Okay, get back to the book. Start eating, start feeding, start feasting. It's huge. Verses 4 and 5. Warning, okay? We've talked about the blessing path, the path Jesus has carved out. Now, here's a warning for those who say, I think I'm going to go the other way. I think I'm going to go on the other path. and, And here's the consequences for that. Not so, the wicked. They're like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous Um, I'm not a great farmer but I read a lot about farming this week and wheat has like this this little um, flaky kind of crusty thing around it and it's not good for eating it 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 doesn't bake well It, it doesn't cook well It's like a little protective shell coating, okay? If you will, um, and that's called the chaff, okay? So what they would do is they'd like take this, this sledge and they'd beat up the wheat, okay? Beat it up, beat it up, okay? And it would separate that little kernel from the wheat. Okay, now what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? So they would take the grains and they would toss it up and the wind would blow that little kernel, the chaff, blow it right away. And the wheat was heavier, and it'd fall back down to the ground. That's the good stuff. But, but the chaff, no, no, just, just let it go. It'll, it'll fly in the air somewhere. Now go back, verse 4. He's saying, people on this path, they're, they're like chaff. <laughs> they're, they're like little flakes of uselessness. Why? Because they're self-centered. They're self-instructed. They've rejected God's word. They've rejected Jesus Christ. They're not making a difference for this world. Nothing that's going to last. I'm just telling you, it's, it's not a good end for those on that path. Verse 6, one final contrast between the blessed path and the wicked path. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous. Just let that settle in. The Lord, when you're on my path, I got my eye on you. And when you're on my path, I'm going to make sure I'm watching over you and you have my blessing and my applause. And I'm going to see that your roots go down deep in my book and in my son. And my hand is going to be upon you when you do it my way. In other words, Lord Jesus, I know the folks that are on my path and I watch out for them. And if they delight in Jesus and his word, and they align their lives up that way, I know them, and that produces a wonderful thing in their life. It's called salvation. A blessed life. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. I, I know them, and they know me, John ten fourteen, and, and it's just a wonderful thing when you're on this path. So why wouldn't you want to be on my path and have me watch over you And protect you as one of my children. Verse 6, last part. But the way of the wicked leads to destruction. These are folks who are practical atheists. Here's what I mean by that Um, they may not say, I don't believe in God, but they've said, I don't want to live according to God's word, the Bible. Um, they are not Jesus-centered. They are self-centered, um, and it says that that leads ultimately to a dead-end life. So, so this path—it's a choice, and many take that path, but it's a dead-end path, and it's a sad path, and, and it's a path. That really is all about me and me and me so I just need to close by asking which path are you on right now today because the truth is and I I know you're thinking well I, I don't like either of the choices well there are only two according to the book okay you're either on Jesus's path and lining your life up with Jesus and living a Jesus centered life or by default, you're on the other path. So which path have you chosen? Which path are you on right now today? Would you bow your head, shut your eyes, and I'd like you just quietly to ask the Lord to make himself clear to you right now. And, and I think he will. I think he'll show you very clearly which path you're on. So, Lord, thank you for the clarity of your book. Thank you, Lord, that uh, as we examine our lives right now, you're willing to show us what path we're on. Would you make that clear and obvious to us right now? You speak, we're listening. So the first option is an amazing option, okay? Um, And and I just need to ask, are you living a Jesus-centered life? Are you doing uh, a daily attempt, Lord? I'm trying to line up my life with the instruction of your word. I'm doing better today than I did last month and last year. And uh, I'm daily drinking on the water of the Bible and chewing on it. And for you today, you can just say, Lord, thank you for creating such an awesome path that I get to enjoy. Who'd lift up your hand and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for creating that path for me. Thanks that you got me on it. It's interesting how you got me on it, but Lord, I praise you for that. Yeah. And I need to ask, is it possible that some of you here today are on the other path? a self-centered, self-instructed way, lining your life up with what works for you, doing your own thing, rarely thinking about God's instruction or God's path. The Lord will not force any of us onto his path. He won't force you. If that's where you're at, he calls, he invites, he instructs, he opens the door, but he allows each of us to choose his path or reject it. Anyone say here today, you know, I, I think I've been on the wrong path, that path that's a dead end, and I've not been feeding daily on your word, and I'm not living a Jesus-centered life, and uh, I see the errors of my ways and today by faith I need to get on the path of Jesus I need to get on the, here's the good news you ready this is great news not just good the Lord allows you turns you, you can switch paths and even today you can choose to get on the path of Jesus right where you're seated not out to embarrass anybody don't want to call you out but boy I'd love to pray with you and pray for you right where you're seated and help you get on the right path anybody here today say you know I'm I'm ready to switch paths I'm going to do the U-turn I need to get on the path of Jesus and I need to do that even right now anybody say see my hand yeah anybody else Lord uh, I've been on the wrong path (laughs) and not exactly sure how that happened but by your grace I'm not gonna I I don't like the consequences I don't like where this is headed I I need to get on the other path anybody else just lift up your hand I want to pray with you and pray for you and and rejoice are there others yeah okay Um, y'all I know many of you have been on the right path and Jesus path for a long time but you know what the gospel is something to be enjoyed so here we go this is the gospel it's made up of facts let's declare with our mouth the gospel of Jesus you ready here we go and those of you who lifted up your hand this is your declaration Okay. and the rest of you this is your reaffirmation this is the gospel that's got me on the right path Jesus I believe that you built the path of blessing for me And Jesus, I believe that you took my place on the cross. And Jesus, I believe you shed your blood for my sin problem. And Jesus, I believe that you took my place dead in the tomb for me. And Jesus, I believe early on Sunday morning you arose from the dead for me. And Jesus, I believe you defeated sin and Satan and death for me. And right now, Jesus, I receive. I receive you by faith as my Savior and Lord and King. And and Jesus, I choose by faith to get on your path and line my life up with your word and your Bible. You're front and center, and it's for keeps. Lord, thanks for the awesome path that you've carved out for us. Thank you that we get to serve you, the living God of the universe. And thank you now, Lord, that we get to go out and watch some folks declare uh, publicly how much they love you, and that's, uh, that's going to be great this afternoon. So help us to enjoy that time. And uh, we even want to stop right now just for a moment and say thank you. Thank you for the food that you've provided. And help us to enjoy a good time out there with everybody. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before you dismiss, if you raised your hand and you, you got on the right path, before you go to bed tonight, would you tell somebody? Just let somebody know. Hey, just want you to know, uh, I got on Jesus' path today. So.